friends, welcome to the Self-Care Sisterhood Podcast, where we're all about taking action and making progress towards what matters most. My name's Brittany, and I'm a coach, community builder, and your self-care BFF. My heart is to empower and equip hardworking, purpose-driven women just like you to take care of yourself so that you can go out into your world and love and serve from that overflow. Each week, we'll tackle topics that help you show up as your best self, navigate sticking points, and get real and raw about what it takes to be on journey. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood community, and I believe we weren't meant to do life or our journeys alone. I wanna help you live your best life. So welcome, let's dive in. Happy Wednesday, Self-Care Sisterhood community. Today's episode is gonna be a game changer if you've been struggling with boundaries. I've got such a fresh perspective and some really helpful tips to consider. But before we get into that, I gotta make sure you're in the know because this Friday, like in two days, September 1st, we're kicking off fall enrollment for the Sisterhood membership. Now, a quick recap, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, the Self-Care Sisterhood, the membership, it's a virtual self-care community for hardworking women who also wanna include themselves on their to-do list. This is for my like, purpose-driven women who tend to put themselves on the back burner, not anymore. The Sisterhood's mission is to provide tools, resources, and community, my favorite part, that equip and empower you to take care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit, so that you can go out into the world and love and serve from that overflow. Each season, there is a topic centered on various themes surrounding all things self-care, and this season, we are digging into burnout. Now, the Sisterhood membership, it's full of the most incredible women, like the goal-driven woman who wants to focus on what matters most, the woman taking care of herself so that she can care for others well and maybe be an example to them, right? Like that mama who desperately just wants her kids to see her as a great example, but also wants to care for herself in the process. The woman who's trying to level up in life, but maybe you need some tools to help you grow. Or maybe you're the one that's wearing all the hats and you desperately want to wear them well, and even the woman who's just craving authentic community that helps inspire her to be her best self, because you guys, we're gonna talk about it today, you are who you surround yourself by. So if you wanna be surrounded by that authentic community that helps you get after your dreams, inspires you to show up and be your best self, then this is the space for you. I personally show up inside the Sisterhood membership and I inspire you and push you to be your best self. And I'm constantly blown away by how inclusive, encouraging, and compassionate the women in our membership are. truly not a me thing, it's a we thing. In the Sisterhood membership, you aren't alone on your journey. And I'm not kidding you when I say it's truly the best place to hang out on the internet. Now, I think this is a pretty awesome place to hang out on the internet right here on the podcast. But if you love this podcast, you love this message, and you're just truly trying to look for more tools in your toolbox when it comes to all things self-care, you're going to love it. This fall, like I said, the topic is called Beyond Burnout. We're recovering from chronic stress, recharging our spirits, and reclaiming control in our lives for what matters most. So if you're ready to stop living overwhelmed, stressed, and on the brink of burnout, maybe implement some healthier ways to cope with your daily inevitable stress in your life, gain some clarity, focus, intention on what truly matters most to you in this season, and just do it all surrounded by a group of women who get you and are on journey with you, then the Sisterhood membership is the space for you. We kick off enrollment Friday, September 1st, and it's only through September 10th. And you guys, once the doors close, we won't reopen again until December. So if you're on the fence, like this is your sign, do not miss out. This season is gonna be such a beautiful way for us to grow together beyond burnout. And truly, I can't wait to welcome you in. So the link is below in the show notes, or you can go to www.inspirebeautybrit.com slash join the sisterhood. That's 
inspirebeautybrit.com slash join the sisterhood. Or if you just reach out to me on Instagram and send me a DM and ask me, hey, can you shoot me the link? I'm happy to send it your way. Okay, on that note, you guys, let's dive into today's topic, which is all about boundaries. Now, when you think of self-care, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind might not actually be boundaries, but stick with me. Because the more I dig into all things self-care and kind of realizing that it's more than bubble baths, I'm seeing that self-care truly becomes about taking deep ownership over your life caring for you so that you can go out in the world and do great things, to love and serve others well, to show up to your callings, your passions, your purpose, to have the energy and the capacity to thrive over just survive in your day to day. And in order to do that, I feel like boundaries belong in that discussion, especially because we live in such an interconnected world, like the demands of work, relationships, your personal goals, and even comparing yourself to Sally on Instagram can easily lead to overwhelm and burnout. And as I was researching burnout for this season's theme in the membership, I realized that boundaries play a huge role when we're talking about burnout. Boundaries, they serve as layers of protection that allow you to establish a healthy blending between your personal needs and then those demands of the outside world. The intention behind boundaries is not to make you feel restricted or unfulfilled, rather, they're meant to protect your energy, your values, your well-being, and your essence. I have an example about boundaries that I think is gonna really resonate with you. It resonated with me when I first heard it. I want you to think of boundaries like a house, right? So you could totally put up a brick wall around your house and let nothing in. Like think of the house as, as where you're dwelling, right? And then you've got your yard and all that and you could put this brick wall around it. This idea of putting a brick wall, it basically doesn't let anything in. You can't let people in, opportunities in, etc. And we can already tell that even if that's our go-to response is to kind of shut things out, healthy boundaries can't be like a wall because even though you might feel like you're protecting yourself with a wall around, inevitably you're shutting out all the bad, but you're also gonna miss out on all the good things that can't make their way to you. So we can't put walls up for all things for all time. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I want you to imagine healthy boundaries wouldn't look like a home in a wide open field with like nothing around around it, protecting it, like windows and doors, fences and gates, right? If that were the case, you'd be at the mercy of everything that comes around you, and that would become overwhelming and ultimately maybe even feeling used, right? Not everything can or should have access to you. I gotta repeat that because this was huge for me in my life. I had to learn that not everything can nor should it have access to you. And especially in our social media world where people can have access to you like 24 seven, 365, a lack of boundaries in your life inevitably brings a lack of respect. So somewhere in the middle is this idea of having windows and doors, fences and gates, things that allow access to people and opportunities, but also allow you the space to decide how much access things get and what matters most to you. So think about it. Windows and doors to a home can be open and they can be shut. You can decide what comes inside and is closest to you, right? Like who gets the closest access to you? Not everybody deserves to be inside those windows and doors, right? And then gates allow another layer of access. They allow that same thing, but maybe a little further away, right? And then those fences are barriers that protect you from anything that you decide does not deserve access. So I just, I want you to think of it like layers. We don't wanna put up walls in our life, but we also don't wanna have nothing there to protect us, okay? So one of the myths of boundaries is that we set them in an attempt to 
change or maybe fix someone else. And this is not the case. For so long in my life, I was worried about setting boundaries because I was so worried about how the other person would respond to a boundary. But boundaries aren't about the other person. They're a way to advocate for yourself. So today I want you to look at which areas of your life have felt draining recently. Where have you been lacking energy? What relationships have been draining you too, right? Where has there been discomfort? These are those areas to begin setting up boundaries that will truly serve you. So if work was your response, or maybe, I don't know, your in-laws. I'm lucky enough that I love my mother-in-law, but maybe you have an uncomfortable relationship or you have kids and it's hard to discuss how you parent your kids versus maybe how someone else in your family is parenting their children. And that's just been really draining lately, right? These are good areas when you start to think about like the relationships or the opportunities or the work or whatever that looks like in your life, whatever's feeling draining or uncomfortable, lacking energy, that's where boundaries are gonna start to serve you. So now that we know kind of what boundaries are, what they're not, and then just the idea of like how boundaries are meant to protect you, I want to give you a couple areas for specifically that if you think about setting boundaries in these areas, they are going to be game changers in your life when it comes to growth. So the first area is boundaries around your relationships. And this also includes the relationship with yourself. We all have different needs in our relationships and those needs look different depending on if it's friendships, family, your intimate partner, or even simply acquaintances, right? We teach people how to treat us. Hear that again, sis. We teach people how to treat us. The more I've learned about me, this is why boundaries around relationships, including yourself is important because the more I've learned about me and humans in general, the way people tick and the way people talk, the more I feel like I'm able to set boundaries that respect my needs, but also the needs of others. Reading books like the five love languages, taking tests like the Enneagram, that's helped me big time with this. Just realizing, like I said, how others tick and that it might be a little different from me and I can respect that can help me build better relationships with the people that matter most. And part of building better relationships means I also have to build a better relationship with myself. This isn't always easy work, you guys, because we live in connection with others. You'll become like the five people you surround yourself with. Seriously, I want you to think about it. Think about who that is for you. I imagine if you consider like who do you see most often on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis, you probably talk in certain ways that are similar. Maybe you even gravitate towards dressing similarly or in a certain way. You probably have similar loves and hates for the same things. And when I started to take inventory of this in my life, I started considering the habits, the routines, the behaviors of the people I spent the most time with. I realized I was reflecting those same habits, routines, and behaviors. So if in your life you're like, I really wanna get into a routine of having a morning routine, are the people surrounding you also loving their morning routine? Or are those people hitting snooze constantly? because the people around you matter. If you wanna get in a routine of starting to care for yourself better and eat better and move your body in ways that feel good and just overall increase your energy, are the people in your circle of influence doing the same? If not, I promise you it's probably gonna be harder. That's why community and accountability is so key. That's why getting yourself in the room or in the space with people who have the habits, routines, and behaviors that you desire to have is really, really powerful. I thought about this with my marriage at one point that I didn't wanna be around women who talked poorly about their spouse because I didn't want to talk poorly about my spouse. So I got myself in a space where the friendships that I had, these women lifted up their partner. These women honored them. They talked 
so they praised them when we were out together versus telling me stories about how they didn't do this or didn't do that, right? So there's times in my life, you guys, that this was not pretty. I looked around at the circle of influence I had and realized they were not lifting me up and they were not moving me in the direction I desired. And so I had to do the hard work of finding a new circle of influence. So a couple of things to consider when it comes to boundaries and relationships. When is the last time, let's talk about you first. <laughs> when is the last time you gave yourself solitude? or dove into understanding yourself better. Can you read a book or take a test or even go to an event that will help you uncover more about how you tick and then also how other people tick so that you can have a little bit more, a little bit more respect and understanding that not everybody functions the same way you do, right? Can you give yourself time in the morning or night to check in with yourself before you check in with the world. You know, so often we, we look at what other people are doing in their lives by scrolling our phone, or we look at the news articles first before we even think about what we want our day to look like. Can you meditate or journal more regularly? Maybe get into therapy and do more of that inner work. So the first thing is, can it start with you? How can you give yourself some solitude so that you can start to hear what actually matters to you? And then who are the people who drain you but tend to want access to you? And I know it's not easy to simply cut someone out of your life. And I'm not asking you to do that. Often this looks like progressive steps back, pulling away a little bit. But is there a way that maybe you can pull back on the time you allow access and just start to really take inventory of are these relationships draining you or are they energizing you? And who are the people that matter most to you? Do you know what matters to them? And do they get access to you often? Oftentimes when I say like, oh, these are the people that matter most to me. And then I take some inventory and I'm like, wow, I actually haven't spent time with them in a long time. So how often are they getting access to you and vice versa? Are you sharing intimate pieces of your life with them? Because this builds that bond and strengthens your relationship when you can show up in meaningful ways to and for them. Second area around boundaries is around your work. So conversations around work boundaries are probably one of the most common places, relationships and work, I would say, but they're becoming even more common, especially with how easy it is to access people all day, every day, and with a lot of new work from home scenarios that so many people have ventured into in the recent years. Basically, employers, clients, if you're a teacher, your students, and your parents, I mean, they can reach you honestly at all times, right? With email and all that stuff. And with that, it becomes easy to create this expectation that you're always reachable, even if you're in off hours. So even if your employer doesn't necessarily expect you to respond at 10 p.m., if you see their name pop up in your inbox, there's almost always this tendency or this pressure to wanna to check the message just to like make sure it's not something urgent, right? Or simply just maybe look like you're a dedicated employee. And even if you tell yourself you'll respond later, if you're anything like me, after you open that message, chances are you know you're gonna forget, so you just feel like you should respond even if it's not urgent, okay? And I hope that scenario isn't just me. I hope it sounds familiar. But the problem is when we constantly check and respond to messages, we set a dangerous precedent that we're still working or that we're reachable at these times. You were, like I said earlier, teaching people how to treat you. And the boundary between work and home life, it continues to become blurred, which in turn leads to that overwhelm and burnout because our piles just keep getting larger and larger. This is real for me in my life because most of my messages, they're not in the form of email. They're usually on social media and I desperately want to appear social to my community. I care about my followers. I care about interacting. But if I'm constantly glued to my inbox and my feed, it's just not a healthy boundary for me. Even if I'm on social media, it doesn't mean I'm on and available and accessible, right? And hopefully this is resonating. So here's a few things to consider when it comes to like work and boundaries around that. What are the hours 
that you're expected to work. Or if you're like me and you have a little more freedom and flexibility in that area, what hours would you ideally like to work? And then based on that, can you establish set work hours and can you communicate these to your employer or maybe your clients or even family if you're doing a work from home job or a side hustle with Charlie now working from home and me, what I'm trying to do every morning is check in with him, like what's on your plate today? And I want to let him know what's on my plate so that we kind of have a mutual understanding of what our day is going to look like rather than just assuming he can read my mind or vice versa. And because we talked about boundaries as like you taking ownership over your life, how can you create the discipline. This is the hard part. Yes, you can establish the work hours and yes, you can communicate them, but you actually have to stick to it. You actually have to be disciplined in those windows. And that can be tricky, especially if you're in a work from home scenario, right? Okay. Another thing to consider, can you set a new precedent by only responding to messages and requests during those hours? And pro tip, even if you're working outside these hours, because usually like I try not to answer messages on the weekend, but sometimes I will pop in and, and maybe get like a quick work hour busted out if I have some things that I'm trying to get done. So instead of physically sending the message, if you're working outside of those hours or physically posting the post, can you make it a draft? Can you draft the email, draft the message, draft the post, draft whatever it is so that it's ready to go out during business hours? So that's one of the things that I do because I don't want people to learn that I'm on my phone at 6 a.m. I'm really not, right? But maybe there was that pocket where I, I could get on my phone and do some work. And so just having it scheduled or drafted for a time when you want people to know that those are your work hours, it's just really helpful for me. And a game changer for me also, can you turn off notifications or delete apps to help yourself out? Maybe a nighttime ritual becomes turning off notifications for certain apps. And one of the game changers, I put my phone on work mode and I have certain ways to kind of restrict myself from phone usage throughout the day, but I don't have, you know, like the red notification that tells you you have like an Instagram message or whatever, someone liked your post. I don't have those. Notifications are off for every app, except there's only one. Well, I guess there's two. My text message and phone calls. Text and phone calls are the only ones that I will ever see a red circle notification for. And that's because if someone calls me or texts me, it's probably somebody I know in real life and it's probably important. So those ones are more important to me, but I do not have Facebook, Instagram, email, even email you guys, because most of the emails we get, think about it, are junk. They're junk emails. So why do you need that notification? Because all that happens when you see that red dot, what do you want to do? You want to check it, right? And so to protect myself from that and to just kind of stay more disciplined and on task and focus, I have all notifications off. So you just have to create a little bit more like parameters for yourself. And that's part of boundaries, you guys. And honestly, considering who you are beyond what you do is really helpful. One of the first things we ask people when we go to meet them is what do you do, right? Like, what do you do for a living? But can you like separate yourself from work and the rest of your life? Can you create other rituals, maybe nighttime, morning, even even afternoon rituals that help you separate yourself from your work and the rest of your life. Maybe even that looks like weekend rituals or a vacation ritual, but looking at who you are beyond just what you do. And then my favorite of all boundaries for work is creating an end of day shutdown ritual especially if you are a work from home girly, just like me, this signals to my brain that my work is done for the day. So for me, this often looks like I check in on my focus for the day. Did I make sure that I got like the task done that I wanted to get done? I'll look at my day for the next day and I'll plan out what I need to get done the next day. 
I'll tidy up my office space, I shut my laptop, and then after I do that, I would go for a walk. And that really signaled to my brain, like, the day's done. So then by the time I got back in the house, the office was cleaned up, the laptop was shut, I had just done my walk, and then I would get ready and like start making dinner and stuff like that. What is an end of day shutdown ritual that you can do? And bonus, this kind of gets like environmental self-care all tied into it because you're cleaning up your space. So win-win, right? All right, the third one is boundaries around your time and energy. A main reason for setting boundaries for me, and I imagine for you too, is what we get on the other side in terms of our time and our energy. It's about protecting and honoring those. This is where the word no comes into play. And I talked about this on a past episode, but you have full permission, my friends, to say no when it's not a heck yes. So how are you spending your time? Who are you spending your time with? And if they aren't energy givers, but rather energy suckers, it's time to make some shift. So a couple things that are helpful for me in this area. Whenever you leave an encounter with someone, ask yourself if your energy is better or worse than when you first found them. If I leave a lunch date with someone who gossiped and complained the entire time, I'm typically drained. But on the flip side, if I have coffee with a girlfriend who's telling me all about her new business and rooting for me in my progress and updates me on what's going on in her life and I get to do the same, I leave so much more energetic. It's key to figuring out who energy, I like to call them energy vampires. I read this in a book, an energy vampire sucking the energy out of you. Who are those energy vampires in your life? And can you start spending less time with them? Another thing that's helpful is thinking about how your physical self-care is playing a role in your energy levels. So are you giving yourself time in your day to take care of yourself or is life just too busy? Sleep, hydration, movement, food, it all matters. So is your self-care, your physical self-care routine non-existent? AKA not energy giving. On the other end of the spectrum though, are you overdoing it, overtraining, obsessing over your diet, etc.? I've done that before too. And that's sucking all of your energy out. Or could you find like this sweet spot in the middle where your body thrives? So checking in on your physical self-care in regards to your time and your energy, so important when it's coming to boundaries. And the last one is track how you're spending your time. It's super helpful for me to see where I'm giving my time to if I actually put pen to paper and track it. We all have the same amount of time in our days, right? But we don't all get the same amount of time on this planet. Think about that. We all have the same amount of time in our day to day, but we don't know how many days we'll be here. So use it like the gift it is. Time suckers like social media, scrolling, procrastinating, numbing out, saying yes to everything, undervaluing yourself, multitasking, they're not leaving you better than they found you. So it's time to ditch them. Be aware of them. Start living a life that you're in love with, right? And the last one is gonna be boundaries around your finances. Now, this one might be a newer one for you to consider, but hear me out. If you don't have boundaries over your finances, I'm going to guess you're broke. <laughs> because that was me. When we don't have a good relationship or mindset with our money, it can be really draining. And if we're constantly purchasing what other people are telling us to, it can be easy to disconnect from what we truly want or love. And this is so real, you guys, in our social selling world. It's so easy to click a button and not give a single thought to where your money is going or if it's even something you truly want. I actually saw somebody post the other day that there's like this new palm technology that you can like pay with your palm which is wild because I'm like, you don't even have to think anymore about anything. Like now you don't even have to get anything out of your pocket. You just put your palm on something and it scans it, right? That's so wild. So anywho, more often than not, buying what Sally has on the internet, I've learned is a way that enables us to detach from the deep stuff that's going on. This isn't about cutting your budget, okay? It's not about never spending any money when you want something, but it is about creating more intention 
around these purchases. If you do this like morning latte routine from a nearby coffee shop and it brings you freaking joy, I'm never gonna tell you to ditch that. But I will nudge you to make sure that there's like a feel good energy exchange with your purchases you're making rather than just simply making impulse purchases for stuff you don't really need. And I had to work on this big time when I was in the classroom and coming out of that time, I would buy whatever was in season. I would go to Target, I'd go to the dollar spot, which used to be a dollar, it's not anymore, but (laughs) I digress. But I'd go to Target and I would buy like whatever seasonal stuff they had in the dollar spot. And then the following year, whenever like, let's just say fall stuff would come back around, I would go to the dollar spot and I would like their new fall stuff even better. And so I would ditch my old fall stuff and then I'd purchase new seasonal things And then I just started accumulating junk that sparked zero joy. And this was a huge transition when I had to pack up my life from Miami to move out to California. I realized how much stuff I had that still had tags on it. That was a wake up call for me. Like, Brittany, you bought this and you haven't even worn it. Or you bought this and you haven't even used it. I was so caught up in the consumer society, like consumer habits that I wasn't even like checking if I actually needed it or if I, if it brought me joy or if it was just an impulse buy or I was like trying to numb out from a long day. And so I had to get honest and disciplined around my spending and then stick to spending based on needs and future goals. So setting a budget that aligns with your values and goals can be helpful and giving you the confidence that you're making decisions that reflect who you are and that will serve you in the long term. So if you need some help in this area, okay, a couple tips. Creating a simple spreadsheet for yourself could really be a game changer. It doesn't have to be much. It could just be very simple. And I do this every Thursday. I review how much money came in that week and I also review how much I spent. And this has been eye-opening for me because we can really start to confront stuff when we actually track it. And I can see, okay, I spent a lot on my business last month or I spent a lot on like our home last month. And I can start to balance things out, right? And make sure that I'm making decisions that are moving us in the direction financially that we have desires for. Another thing that helps is what purchases bring you the most joy and which are bringing you the least. And can you shift your budget to reflect that? And then if you took a look around your space, how much money was spent on things that you no longer like, that you no longer use, or that you simply just don't need. And this can help give you clarity around what you value. Sometimes that environmental like self-care inventory where you go and you kind of just declutter and clean things out, it's actually really refreshing for your spirit because you can see like, wow, I'm buying stuff and I'm not even using it. It gets stuffed in a closet and I'm not even honoring it, right? And so then you can start to really realize like those impulse buys, okay? And if possible, can you sell or donate anything that you no longer need and maybe go a little bit more minimal Something that's helpful and maybe a little morbid, but it's helpful is remembering that I came to this earth with nothing and I will leave with nothing. And I don't want my stuff to be a burden for someone else. Okay, another area is unfollowing accounts, unsubscribing from emails that encourage you to make purchases that you truly don't wanna make. Can I get an amen on this one? (laughs) Especially with the holidays coming up, your inbox is gonna be bombarded with so much stuff. You have permission to unsubscribe. And then last, get into the habit of putting things into your cart, like on Amazon, and then don't check out right away. Put it in your cart, go away, and return back a day or two later and see if you still want the item. And I do this in physical stores too. If I'm in Target and I like something, I'll put it in my cart and I'll walk around and see if I actually want it or need it. And most times by the time I make like a loop around the store, I take it out before leaving because I realize I don't actually need this thing right now. This is an impulse buy. Also in physical stores, having a list is really helpful for me in order to make sure that I don't go into Target and just let Target tell me what I need, but that I actually go in and come out with what I came for, right? So setting boundaries, you guys, it's this 
deep work of self-care that allows us to start protecting our energy, protecting our resources. And if you're constantly letting everything be urgent, or you're constantly letting others dictate how you spend your time, your money, your energy, it might be time to create some focus and intention on what actually matters most to you, who you want to spend your time with, how you want to walk away feeling, how you want to spend your time, right? Because you're worth it. So as always, forever and always rooting for you. If this message resonated with you, hit me up on social media at Inspire Beauty Brit. Tag me when you listen to this and share some takeaways. I love seeing what you're taking away from these messages. But until next week, how can you find ways woven throughout your day-to-day to put a little self-care in there, to take care of you so that you can go out into this world and love and serve from that overflow? All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love today's topic, it would mean the world to me if you shared this on your social to help spread the word. Tag me at Inspire Beauty Brit so I can see what you're loving and learning along the way. All right, friends, till next time, let's go out there, take some action.